And we're back again. Welcome to Pumpcast, brought to you by me, Gerda Singh, and him, Omar Rashid, where we talk all things pump. Yep, so whether something is pure pumpage or poor pump, we got it all covered. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Pump City. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. How's it going? Um, all well, mate. All well. All well. I hope. Are you okay too? Mate. Mate. <laughs> mate. <laughs> right. Can we just get straight into it then? Because uh, this is going to be a very painful for me. We know what we are. Champions of Europe. We know what we are. Not once, <laughs> but twice. Gerdas, London is blue. Do you know what I mean? I remember you made that statement in the last <clears throat> recording year. You are not going to be in the Champions League. Mate, mate, not once, but twice. Two times. I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. I just, I didn't want to record today. I... <laughs> Uh, you know what, my voice here. You can. T- I don't know if you can tell my voice is still a bit. Um, it's, it's, it's a bit hoarse. Yeah, that's the word. It's just like, I mean, the funny thing is, like, um, <clears throat> so when the match finished about ten o'clock, and straight away I was on WhatsApp on voice notes, whatever, and like my daughter came running down because she was like, because they knew they were winning, and she was like, did they win? I was like, yeah. Um, and then she was like, okay, be quiet because mum's um, yes. trying to sleep, my son. And I was like, tell her to tough because the next five, ten minutes, I was just, I was bouncing. I was like, voice noting. I was just singing. I couldn't, I just, I couldn't believe it, man. Could not believe it. And you know, the whole day, Saturday, it was just like, it's the worst day, girl. As you wake up, you know, it's, you know, it's the final. You, you know, the thing is, yeah. it's like, it's you just know you're not going to win. You just thought, you know, Man City, you're going to win. Man City, you're the better team. You think, okay, we've beaten them twice recently, but you can't make it three times in a row. And the, you're just there and you, you're fearing the worst. Then you see the team lined up and the geezer's gone all out, attack, no defensive mid. And you're just thinking, you're thinking, shit, we're going to get battered. We're going to lose 3 4 nil sort of stuff. It's going to be embarrassing. And then you're just thinking, people like you, I've got Man U fans, Liverpool fans who are just going to be like, proper like not living it down sort of stuff and you're just dreading it you're literally dreading it. you don't enjoy the game and the worst thing is yeah you're thinking okay you know what if man city turn up and the players off the park fine you put your hands up and you say you know what they're just they're just too good but what you hope is you like our season's been we've missed so many chances you know people take the mick out of werner and whatever yeah because he misses so many chances and what you're thinking is just don't have that regret of missing a couple of chances and you're thinking, what if? And that's what happened. Like, five, ten minutes in, Werner misses a couple of chances, G. And I'm just yeah. there, like, oh, my God, this is just going to it's gonna be deja vu, deja vu sort of thing. And I'm going to be thinking back, thinking, what if, what if, what if? And then have it scores. And for a, for a second, you're thinking, OK, please, VAR, don't cancel it for offside because he kind of goes through and you're thinking, please, don't be offside. Um, then that scene, and then the second half, you're just like, I mean, to be fair, it weren't like they were battering us, it weren't like Mendy was making save after save. We, we kind of had them at 
at arm's length. You know, like they say with the boxer, has them at arm's length sort of stuff. And that's what... Yeah, yeah, boxing at the outside. If it's yeah, a like that a little bit. And and then then the board goes up and there's seven minutes extra time, like stoppage time, just thinking, oh my God. And, and there's just that marvellous moment right, right at the end. And you're just thinking... And you're thinking at that time, you're thinking, if City scored, there's only one winner. If it goes into extra time, they've got all the attacking players on and they're going to win it and that's it. But we, we managed it, man. We, we managed it, you know. As much as it pains it to me to say, uh, uh, yeah, it hurts as hell. But well done. Well done, Chelsea. Um, you know what? I'd even go as far as saying that, that they've somewhat deserved it because... We did in the Yeah. It's, it's real underdog story, like, with Lampard, how where they were, they were like you just thought that the season was going to end terribly, and for where they've ended, fair play you to know, them to beat Man City as well. Yeah, and you know the thing is, you know, in comparison to like when we won in twenty twelve, that was just that was like pure underdog. We literally parked the bus. We just how we won that was just unbelievable because you're thinking Bayern Munich at home, they just battered us with the ball chances, and we just somehow won a penalty. But this one, we, we did deserve it. We literally, we were the better team. And you know, the one, one player I'm so, so happy for. And you know what? Any, even our rival fans cannot hate this player. I don't think anyone in the world hates Angolo Kante. Do you know what I mean? They're such a lovable character, isn't he? Proper, so, so happy for the guy. Yeah. So happy for you. don't have to, I'm just so chuffed. Man. I don't, you know, it's just. <laughs> Um, and you know what? We'll the ignore the fact that Rudiger illegally uh, challenged De Bruyne. We'll, we'll forget about that, and that probably could have changed the game. But yeah, we'll ignore that. Don't worry about that. But well minor. done, Chelsea. Minor. Um, but you know the funny thing <laughs> is, like, but you know the funny thing is, it's like all of a sudden, no one's talking about how much money we spent. No one's talking about Werner. No one's talking about uh, Havertz being a flop and whatever. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, it was all. magical when they asked him at the end of the game. They said, um, uh, "What do you think about <laughs> being the most expensive Chelsea player?" And he was like, "Effing and blinded." And it's like fair play to him because it's like, hold on, I don't care about that. I've just won my club, the Champions League final. Do you think yeah. I really care about how much I'm worth? Like, he's probably thinking, "I'm worth every penny now." Like, you know, and the rest of them are probably thinking that you just won in the Champions League final. Like, it doesn't matter. It's the equivalent of Pepe winning the Champions League final for us, which feels like will never happen. But, uh, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like that's, yo, what an amazing feeling. Fair play to him. It just, just hurts so much when you, it's a rival team. Like, oh, the worst thing was, I was in London the weekend. <clears throat> I was, I was in London. It was, to be fair, there were a few Chelsea fans around, just running around, like, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, God's sake. You know what I mean? You just see them and they're there. They're just going over the top. And you know, another thing is what you probably you, you don't see, you probably haven't heard much of, but which I definitely have though, is the neutral fans wanted Chelsea to win. The, Ch- Man City have got this thing of everybody, nobody likes them. I don't get it. Nobody likes Man City, probably because of the money. I'm not sure, but um, it was interesting. A lot of the mutuals wanted Chelsea to win, as if as if Chelsea was some sort of underdog. I know there was a, a type of underdog because of the season they've had, but we can't forget the amount of money they spent still. Yeah, no, I know. I think, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I think there is that money thing. Um, I mean, I can't say nothing because obviously, look, we, without Abramovich's money, yeah, we probably wouldn't be where we are. Um, 
Yeah, I think with Man City, it's one of those, and you know, when you're right at the top, everyone wants you to kind of fail and lose and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but you know, I'm just buzzing, still buzzing. You know, the amount of times I've watched YouTube, the highlights on the YouTube channel, um, the amount <laughs> of times I've watched it, that every single video afterwards, I've been watching it. You know, the 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 trophy celebrations, the interviews, the analyses, and all of that sort of stuff. It's just like, <laughs> just, just been watching. My wife has been rolling her eyes at me. She's like, you've already watched it. And I was like, look, you don't understand. You, you know, you, you just have to. Um, and yeah, man, it's just like, it's made the summer. It's like, I'm looking forward to the Euros, looking forward to watching England, as long as Reese James and Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell play. play. I'm looking forward to watching France with, with Angola Kante playing. Um, Germany with Havertz and Werner sort of stuff, you know, it's just it, it just makes your summer, you know what I mean you can relax for the next 12 months you just kind of relax, and you know the other thing is like, in 2012 when we won it, it was an end of an era, you know, Drogba left, yeah, old yeah. players this is, this is a different this is this is the start of something because so many of our players nice. are so so young, can only get better um, and if we we buy one or two more players, we buy a proper striker. Imagine we get Harry Kane. Imagine we get Haaland. I, I think it's. I think everyone's a bit rough on Werner. You know, I think he does miss a lot of chances. But he's the kind of player I think he's going to keep working at it and working at it. And I think he. I think he's going to be a Chelsea great. I think he'll be if he, he gets the chance. If he bangs in twenty goals, look, all we needed in the league, our top goal scorer was Jorginho with six, seven penalties. Jeremy, yeah, our league yeah. top goal scorer, and we just about, just about finished fourth. If we get a striker, or even if it's Werner who bangs in 20, 25 goals in the league, we're right up there. We're right up there challenging. Generally, he needs, he needs a season. He needs he, that was his first season. So you got to you always got to write the first season off for for a person who's new to the league. So you give him next season. I, I think he could be a good player for. And what's exciting is the, your players like Havertz. Who are still, you know, what I mean, who are going to do stuff like you got a young core there. You got Mason Mount, who's I think is a decent player. Quality you got James. Yeah, you got some decent players there. You, I, I think one. Of, I think your keeper's one of the best players on your team. He, he doesn't get much credit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I still, you know, there was still a point of me. I still had a question marks over him, but just, yeah, man, just still buzzing. G seriously, just still. Still buzzing, do you know what I mean? And it's like you know the other thing is right. Let's say Arsenal win it once because we we've now got that buffer. Oh, oh you never you never ever ever hear the end of it from me. I I, I don't know. You never ever. I never stop. You're being quite like reserved. I'd be screaming, shouting every day. Every day I see you, I'll, be, I'll, have, I'll have a I'll have a massive smile oh, on my face. Mate, this is just day one. This is day one, G. This is day <laughs> one. You know, it's not like day three hundred sixty-four. <laughs> um, this, is, this is this is day one. Don't you worry, laddie. We're gonna I meet. Don't, I, don't, I do not even. No, I, no, I'm dreading when the first time I meet you in person again. Exactly. You're gonna be all up. the first time we do the Breakfast Club again. You're gonna be. You're gonna mention it. You're gonna put it on a slide on on the screen. One hundred percent. Probably gonna turn up in a Chelsea top. No, I wouldn't go that far. I, I don't do know. You? I think gets, I think you get to a certain age where you can't be wearing football tops at a non and not at a football match. Yeah, I suppose I've used that. Is it, I've got a thing for people who wear full kits as well. I won't tell you yeah. what I call them. Yeah, full. Yeah, full, yeah. Uh, what is it? FK, <laughs> FKW. 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 Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, man. Yeah. That's the summer of the Euros and everything, man. It's just. 
Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's um, yeah, man, well chuffed. Well done, man. Well done. Enough of I can't I can't keep doing this. I can't keep picking up Chelsea and you. Oh. All right, you get used oh. to it. I'm humble. I'm humble about it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm never gonna, as soon as I saw the scores, I'm never going to hear the end of this. I can't believe it. I can't believe. I just couldn't believe it. I was just in like. I was just. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, let's, oh, let's move on. As yeah. much as I'd like to speak, the next 20, 30 minutes more sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> let's let's let, let's move on, man. Let's move on. Anyways, yeah, good point. Um, speaking of having good weeks, uh, you've had a you've had a lovely week. I think you've topped that off. You had a good finish of the week. I had a bit of um, uh, a bit of good news to share as well. A few weeks ago, um, on the part, oh, I remember a few weeks ago. I think it might have been a couple of months ago, on the podcast that I mentioned that I am, uh, you know, you know me, how I talk about awards and what my uh, what my feeling is towards certain awards and whatnot. Um, and I discussed on the podcast that I I uh, was nominated for the BAME Media and Marketing uh, Candidate of the Year for the Apprenticeship Awards. Um, found out this week that I actually got shortlisted. Um, whoop, whoop. So, whoop, 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 whoop. I was actually quite buzzing about that, you know. I'm actually really... You know what it is? It's kind of those things where until it happens to you, you don't know how you how it feels. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, as a, um, as a, as a previous award winner, you know, 100% <laughs> successful, applied one, one one. Um not talking about Champions League, by the way, we're talking about you winning the Chamber Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was uh, it again? What did you win? SME of the year? No, no, no. Um startup of the year. Um outstanding yeah. startup of the year, business startup of the year. You know, we're you know, well done, you've been shortlisted. You know, um so at the moment when's the actual awards? I think it's September the thirty first. There might be that's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um but up until now and then, you're like you won't feel it as much. You know, you you'll think about it a little bit. You 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 probably stay up at night dreaming that okay, imagine I get green <laughs> and whatever. It's it's the week before, it's the night before, it's the on the day sort of stuff. That's when yeah. it's be like you're going to be feeling butterflies. You're going to be feeling nerves. You're going to be like then it's the whole thing. Oh my god, if I don't win, it's going to be so embarrassing. Or yeah. imagine if I do win, how wicked it is. You know what I mean? And yeah. um. So, well done, well played. One question I'll ask, and, you know, not to belittle it or anything like that. <laughs> um, it's it's Apprentice, right? You're, you're shortlisted yeah. for the, what is it, uh, Marketing and Media? Media Marketing Apprentice of the Year. Okay, you're 27, 28? 29. Okay, you're 29. Well, you're, you're, you're putting out way too much personal information out here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're 29. So, legitimately, how... Yeah. I mean, what's what you know? Are you so, the I'm only gonna be honest with you? Be, yeah, I know what you're gonna say. You're, gonna, you're, yeah. you're 29, it's too old to be an apprentice. What if a young whippersnapper beats you? Aren't you gonna feel like crap? All that I get it, I understand. And to be, you know, to be honest, when I was asked if I wanted to be nominated, this is everything that ran through my head. I was like, hold on, I don't want to be known as an apprentice because I feel like you know, I'm you know, I've I'm, I'm more accomplished, I'm, I'm too old to be an apprentice, and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, hold on. How does that make sense? Because I'll tell you why. And this is me getting a bit personal and, you know, talking about my personal story and what I've been through and whatever. But <clears throat> I used to work, um, I was far away from working in media and marketing and advertising and all that sort of stuff. Let's, let's go back about five years. I was far away from it. Um, I always felt like I wanted to be in this field because of the. Like, I feel like I'm creative. I feel like I've got a lot to offer. 
I've I got a lot in terms of um, strategy, and I, I kind of I just love it. I love I love I really love the field. I'm not gonna lie. Now you know how we met. You know through networking was because when I set up my own advertising business, when I first tried to get a job in media and marketing, Omar, nobody would look at me sideways, right? Now part of that, I believe personally, a part of that is to do to do with fame and being because of my ethnicity. I know I'm not trying to play that card, but I think there's a dearth of you know ethnic people in marketing. Definitely is. Secondly, I had no experience in in marketing, so I set up my own advertising business. Now I got into advertising. I then realised, hold on, I'm just doing. I'm being a middleman. I'm not actually doing what I want to do: create campaigns, strategize, add value to businesses, really put some creativity behind things. I wasn't doing that. But then I got an opportunity with you know, thankfully, I got an opportunity with where I'm working with now. Um, from logistics and I got I was trusted by you know my MD and I'm all very thankful for that and I've only been in this role for about 18 months now since then when I started that job I went from exec to the marketing manager so that shows that like you know I have a passion and I've shows drive I went from A to B in a fairly quick time I'm not trying to boost myself I'm not trying to big myself up here but I'm just detailing the story now in regards to apprentice what does an apprentice really mean? It's the journey is from is it caps is capturing that journey from starting something to then kind of going on to that journey to become one to watch out for. Now, in theory, all right, I am of significant age compared to the other competitors, but I believe the actual award is up to thirty five years old anyway. Secondly, um, I'm new to the field, so I'm still would be classed as apprentice, although I'm in a manager position. I would still be classed as an apprentice technically. Thirdly. You'd, what I've realized, what I've learned is that to, you, you do know that in marketing and other fields, you could, be, you could get a level seven qualification, which is considered a master's degree and still be classed as an apprentice, which I didn't know that. But you can be classed at that level. You can do it under an apprentice qualification at level seven, which would be like a master's degree equivalent or I think even above. Um, and I think, secondly, it, well, not secondly, probably the fourth point I've made now, but I think the main point is, is that it's celebrating being different. It's celebrating and being acknowledged for what you're doing. And it's all about acknowledgement. I think that's why these awards are special. I used to basically say, oh, yeah, some of these are just the joker awards. And I think some of them are, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't believe this is because it actually, you know, accredits people for the journey they've gone on. So being an apprentice, it's a tough journey. It's not like it's a joke. It actually, you know, there's a lot to do. You know, traditionally people go through education and they just focus on education. When you're an apprentice, you're actually learning your trade while you're actually working in it and when you've got a life going on. I think it's a lot harder. And on top of that, it's fame. So to be, you know, to, to be celebrated, there is, you know, people that with F, you know, of, of, of an ethnic background, they go through, that go through a lot of hoops. Look, Omar, you've worked in HR. I'm sure you've worked for the NHS. I'm sure with other businesses you've worked for, I'm sure you've experienced, well, you've probably seen other people experience difficulties because of their ethnicity. So, no, I mean, I did think about it, but I'm really happy with, you know, A, being nominated, and I'm, I'm really excited being shortlisted. Of course, like, everybody wants to win it, but I'm quite content to be fair. Yeah, no, 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 fair dues, fair dues. Um... I get it. I get where you're coming from. Um, it's a bit like Mason Mount, isn't it? He come through the academy, he's an apprentice, and now he's obviously through his journey. He's won the Champions League at 21. I'll, I'll tell you um, what it's like. I'll tell you what it's like. It's like Jamie Vardy. 
Yeah, I suppose yeah, you are you you are on the Jamie Vardy sort of um, journey. <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. One interesting yeah, see, one interesting thing you mentioned. Obviously, look, whilst it celebrates um, apprentices, but it's also celebrating um, those from a, a Bain background. So, mm. it, I mean, it, it's a good platform to to highlight. Uh, look, there is talent. There is some good talent within the BAME community, sort of thing, and um, people in the BAME background, sort of thing. Do you think there is still? Um, I mean, look, we're in. We're both in certain professions where it's it is predominantly white male, white female. Like HR is predominantly a white female profession. Um, marketing is probably seen as. Yeah. So do you think do you think there are in your industry um strides being made for more BAME marketers or or do you think more still can be done? I think more still can be done. I think at the higher positions there is, you know, there isn't a lot of people of of you know of ethnic backgrounds in those positions, but 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 I think you know things are being done simply because if you look at um you know the other people that are nominated with me that are shortlisted with me sorry for that award I'm up against you know some real top quality talent from some massive organisations. There's an individual there from Google. There's an individual there from Coca-Cola, Aston Martin. So these are some big big businesses. So they're obviously playing an importance on getting uh, talent from a Bain background. Another thing is. Um, shout out to one of my favorite brands, Gymshark, for instance. It's about the um, business identity as well. Now I know there's um they've got a, they've got many people that are in like um, <clears throat> higher up uh, positions in their marketing team. Um, Alf, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Alfred Samba. He's the head of digital or social media for Gymshark. I think it's about personality and how that matches the brand or the business. I think how it's about how people kind of capture who they're working for and capturing their audience for their business. Um, but I think, I think it, it, a lot is being done. Another thing is if, we, if, we, if we're honest about it, it's the boom as well, isn't it? I mean, social media plays a big part in marketing nowadays, although I'm very strong on saying that it's not the be all and end all. And in some cases, social media doesn't play a big part at all. But if you're in the generation, if you're in this the youthful generation, like, you know, millennials, whatever, um, they caught that boom. And if they've caught that boom of the social media boom and they they got more experience, they would naturally have more experience. So, yeah, I think um, I think it's climbing. It's getting there. I think it's definitely getting there. More people from our kind of culture are paying, getting more interested in it. Um, <clears throat> and obviously we're entre entrepreneurial people. So, no, I think, I think it's going well. Good. I just want to say, firstly, shout out to everybody that got nominated. Shout out to um, uh, On Logistics as well for getting nominated for Transport and Logistics Employer of the Year and SME employer of the year um and yeah man i'm just i'm um, looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it mm, no good stuff good stuff. is it going to be um most likely an online event or face-to-face -face or to be confirmed um i think it's gonna be for now they've said it's online but there is a small chance it could be in person because after like obviously after i'm uh, getting uh, nominated I was saying to you, like, uh, wow, the bump is really pouring in because like, you get a lot of people congratulating you and stuff. So I had a lot of people from who won it last time sliding into my DMs and saying um, uh, congratulations. And they're like, hopefully we're, we're able to meet because I haven't picked up my award from the last time. So, mm -hmm. you know, what I mean? 
So I'm hoping it's in person because it'll be quite a big celebration. Um, you know, whether I'll win it, whether I'll win or not. Yeah, yeah, no, well done, well done, all the best. Um, I've got a question for you. Go on. So you know the whole babe thing, like yeah. you know, we sometimes, um, both being from a babe community, sometimes have experienced, um let's say discrimination or we've got to make something you know we've got to work harder through hoops or we have to make more adjustments to to kind of get the opportunities um do you feel or have you experienced where let's say it's your own community that put you down or your own community put the barriers in or your own community kind of uh Dig a bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, you, oh, oh, you know, what? I don't, I don't know how you feel about me sharing this, but I'm, I'm probably going to say it anyway. So, I've, everybody knows us for you know the Breakfast Club, the event that we host and stuff, and you know, coming soon, uh, we will uh, we'll have some more on that hopefully very soon. And it, Omar, well, hopefully we'll be uh, yeah. some news about that. But um, like, even with that, like when we started, let's be honest, when we started doing it, you're you're a Muslim, I'm a Sikh. We're both Punjabi. That people, some people don't realise that, but we're both Punjabi. I think that's probably the core, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's the strength of the relationship. Um, it's definitely in football, and um, I think from there, like people us being together and 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 hosting events and stuff like that, and working together and hosting events, people kind of looked at us in a strange fashion, like, "Whoa, hold on, why are you guys like working together?" Um, and a lot of that from was from our, within our own communities. I mean, I will actually say this. I'm not going to name names. And you've asked the question, like, have we experienced this sort of stuff from our own community? And I will say, yeah, I have experienced it from my own community where somebody said to me, why are you working with him? You know what I mean? He's not from your background. You know, but him, as a, him, so when you say him, him as like a Muslim and a, and a Pakistani, yeah. not an Indian and a yeah, Sikh. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, basically, why why aren't you working with one of your own? Why are you, you know what I mean? Why are you working with somebody of a different, not necessarily, yeah, Muslim, somebody of a Muslim background, but even then I've worked with people that are not of my ethnicity and I've, I've been asked the same things as well that are not Muslim. So, but yeah, it was basically, why are you working with him? You shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be in business with it, even though we're not in business together. But anyway, you shouldn't be in, you know, you shouldn't be working with them, shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. I like, you know, people saying I've worked with, you know, there and this is where as soon as you hear this this saying i've worked with their type or i've worked with their kind uh, yeah. as soon as you hear that, you're like oh there you go that's straight i mean that's just like r- bells are ringing for racism you know what i mean and <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just like um as soon as you hear that you're like oh and like, I, I work with them and this is what happened to me blah 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 and you know i've experienced this da 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 and it, it, it's kind of funny. It's funny for me because I, you know what? I'll tell you why. I mean, I don't knock it too much. I, I, first thing is first, everybody's entitled to their opinion, right? Yeah. As long as everybody respects each other, as long as you're all respectful and you deal with it, you know, in a nice fashion, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So that's cool. And like, it does, this kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Like, remember when I told you, I told you this and we were kind of spurred on. Like, I was just there like, you know what? I want to do more of this. I want to have more events. I want to, Make it on a shout louder because I honestly believe in for our personal scenario, it drives more attention to us. Mm. I think people look at it and think, Oh, that's that's a, that, I don't see that very often. What's going on there? You know what I mean? See, yeah, see, I've had like one or two people, um, 
kind of commend that we work together. Um, I, I've I mean, had that one, as well. I've had that as well, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, because yeah. I've had one or two people say, "Look, what you're doing, it's great. It's breaking down barriers. It's showing that partnership sort of thing." Because look, for for those who are not um, uh, Sikh, Muslim, or India, Pakistan, basically, look, um, India, Pakistan, it's you could say it's similar to like England and Scotland and English and Scottish, you know, that football rivalry, that yeah. rivalry sort of stuff. It's it's on yeah. that par, isn't it? And I know sometimes it gets a little bit political with Kashmir and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think more recently, um, our communities have kind of shown that we're working together. If I give you an example, I would like to think a lot of our Muslims and Pakistanis have kind of supported the farmers, you know, the farmers yeah. that, um, that have been campaigning. Um, I've seen quite a few support um, in regards to Palestine. Um, yeah, yeah. support for Palestine, yeah, I've seen that, definitely. So, you know, I think as long as people can kind of live, look, it's end of the day, like I said before, it's all about humanity, isn't it? End of the day, we're all humans. Um, and if you want to get a bit philosophical and religious and whatever sort of stuff, Islamic teachings talks about living within the community and respecting everyone. You know, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he when he talks about ummah, when he talks about community, he doesn't just talk about the Muslim community, he talks about everyone that you live with, respect everyone that you live with, whether they're Muslim, non-Muslims, etc., etc. Um, and I think, you know, Sikhism will probably teach that Christianity... 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 
we can all learn to do better as well, or we should be looking to do better as well. Yeah, 100%. I think it's the understanding, mate. I think it's just understanding people. I think it's just knowing what you can and can't say. The other thing is, it's like also being aware as well. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to make it so completely politically correct where somebody's just like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, any, in any sort of situation. And I don't know what you're saying. Like, you know, you know, this, we do look at other pockets of, of, you know, people whether it's white people whatever and we say oh yeah maybe they're the main no but it's not it, it happens everywhere but i think it's just being you know just being understanding and being not like for instance for example one thing that's a bit of a hot topic and i've seen it i've seen it quite a lot on social media this past week was um of this business i forget the name and you know honestly i don't want to give him a shout out because it's terrible but there was a, a Sikh employee that was being bullied for about two years uh for um some, from you know, three other white employees uh, that happened to be white. That wasn't, you know, I'm not saying because they are, the, you know, it's an issue, but I think it was the lack of understanding from their part. And there were, you know, there's some comments said to him, you know, that he's a, he's a, he's a shoe bomber. He's a terrorist or whatever. And it was constantly going on. And it was like two or three years. The poor fellow was really, you know, you know, he's going through a lot of issues, getting bullied at work. And the, the worst thing is I saw a picture of the fellow and you look, you know what I mean? I've never seen a clean cut, more clean cut Asian in my life. That's just the funniest thing. And um, it was just like, I was just like, wow, this, this this stuff really happens. Like people are still getting bullied at work. And the poor guy, you know, the, the guys that were doing it, nothing happened to them. They, you know, they, they weren't, there was no disciplinaries. You know, they even got, some of them even got, um, you know, uh, promotions. So even on a HR perspective, I'm like, how does that work? How can like that, how could that be raised and not get a disciplinary? Why, what is there any sort of like, you know, sanctioning within businesses? Like, can you go, could somebody, if somebody experiences that, can they go outside of their business and report that? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, it, this in itself is like a massive topic to discuss sort of thing. I mean, look, um, I don't know the full context of it, so I don't want to comment on that specific, but generally, right. Look, comments and sort of stuff, it, look, it, it could be banter. And I think, again, what you've got to look at is the relationship of, is it banter or is it literally, like you said, if it's bullying? If it is bullying, like you're saying in this case, yeah, you go through your internal processes of raising a grievance. Um, if that's not unheard of, or if it's, sorry, if that's not heard or still brushed under the carpet sort of stuff, then, yeah, you can go through, you go through, you know, an external body, ACAS, and you, you ultimately raise... Um, a tribunal claim um, for discrimination. You might resign and, and, and claim for constructive dismissal and discrimination, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there are there are avenues, and it's interesting you say because um, I'm 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 starting my own personal podcast as well as you know, um, Diary yeah. of a H Man. And one of the early early topics I'm going to talk about is banter in the workplace and how. Look, one of the things I want to say is look. I'm not saying we should be robots, and yeah, sometimes we do make jokes. I mean, look between us, we make jokes that you know sometimes yeah, you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're a sadar yeah. sort of thing, and you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we have a bit of banter, but we know it's banter, and and you know that I'm, I don't hundred percent mean it, and it's not. Violent. Yeah, it is respectful Obviously, as well. Like, it's, it's, in, it's in the right yeah, setting, yeah. it's in the right setting, right tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's exactly it, sort of stuff. Um, but it's, it's when it goes too far. It's like, how, what do you do when it goes too far? And, and how can people, you know, um, address that? Does the person able, is the person comfortable to say to the other person, okay, I, th I think you've gone a bit too far. Does the other person then acknowledge that and respect that and not say, well, actually, look, just chill out sort of stuff. Because everyone's got a threshold. 
you know, my threshold will be totally different to yours and vice versa. You know, yeah. you could say that loads to me and my threshold can take it, but I might say one thing back and you might be sensitive about it or whatever. I yeah. can't base my threshold to to say, well, you should be able to to handle it to to that extent. So it's it's a really, really interesting one. Maybe, a, a, you know, get into it another time sort of stuff. Um but yeah, workplaces should do more. People can do more. And this is the thing with the whole social media sort of stuff. It's look banter on social media. It's been changed to trolling, isn't it? You troll people. It's just how far does it go? Do you know what I mean? Having a little bit of a troll, having a little bit of a laugh, um, but then going to the extreme. I mean, going back to the Champions League final, there was a report that Carl Walker and Raheem Sterling received. You know. Um, racial messages on Instagram that they had monkey, um, you know, the monkey emoji um, DM to them from their fans or people or something. I mean, come on, man, you don't do that. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like no, Rashford, it's like Marcus Rashford after they lost the, the Europa League fight. Yeah. He had 70 or 90 messages of just racism <laughs> on his, on his feed. It's just like, what the hell? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have a, look, a bit, you have a little bit of banter where you might just say, oh, Marcus, you know, you unlucky mate you lost to a you know you might make the jokes about it. actually you know the best banter was um you know how emery says good evening and yeah. it was just like you just message them good evening hope you had a good evening and so <laughs> you know that sort of stuff you, you know it's but you it's know it bit, is Omar. it's not even but you know but the messages yeah. these guys get it's not even banter it's just pure hardcore racism yeah. and that's no, yeah. nobody finds that funny like literally no one finds that funny like, I quite like the cute and funny banter like that good evening like I, I like stuff that you know is going to irritate somebody <laughs> but like yeah. but, but stuff like pure racism it's just like that's not going to that's just stupid like you're firstly you're highlighting it yourself and this is where the social media companies need to get more involved with it I think like we said last time like a filter like it just bang it knocks you off and it's just like it's just it's not funny for anybody. It's not there's no element of it's not it's not and the worst thing is half of these guys are probably their own fans. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, just going to that game, you know, in that game when it's the Man United penalty shootout. Um, oh god, that went on forever, man. But I think um I can't pronounce his name, but Tanzebe, he stepped up. Tanzebe, yeah, yeah. I wanted United to lose. But I swear I did not want him to miss. I really, really wanted him to score because I was just dreading it. Because I was thinking if he misses, yeah. because he's experienced racial slurs and everything before, I just thought he would be, it would kill him. Because yeah, I just thought, yeah. and I was really, really happy that he actually scored because I was thinking, geezer, if you miss. And the, and the thing is, you know, now, <clears throat> that's just that added pressure. He must have been stepping up, probably thinking exactly the same thing. That if I miss you this, know what? I, I don't know about that, you know, Omar, because I think to make it, and you know what, this is sad because it's sad that people have to be like this nowadays. But to be a professional footballer, to be a per, you know, person in the public eye of public interest, you just got to block, you've got to be old enough and more mentally stronger to just block that out. That can't get to you. You shouldn't even have social media. Like, you know, you can't, it's hard. It is definitely hard. But if you, if you get, unfortunately, if you let that stuff get to you, it's just going to not, you're never going to, you know what I mean? It's you. You have to just do it. It's so sad that in this day and age, you've got to be the bigger person, and you we've got to expect people not to racially abuse. Well, to racially abuse you, and you just carry get on with it. Like we don't have that expectation of people not to racially abuse us. It's like it just happens, and you've got to crack on with it. I hate saying that, but unfortunately, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like being of color or being of an of an ethnicity or a race, after the age of I want to say about thirteen, fourteen. 
you just know that's going that's going to happen. You just know there's a possibility. I think by the age of and this is gonna, this is a real hot take here. <laughs> People are going to come out and correct me, but after the age of 13, 14, if you're a, if you're a person of color, you probably would have experienced some sort of racism in this country. Yeah, probably. At that stage, you just eventually you'll just get used to it. You just blah. All right. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. by the age of 18. Well, I think the main point, yeah, I suppose, look, you do. But going back to your original point, you don't expect you to be experiencing that in the workplace. There's certain yeah. things, you know, within yeah. the workplace. I'd even say, even on social media, um, you should not be expected to, to, you know, to experience any of that. Um, and whether that's deliberate um, or indirect or whatever, you should, you know, now nowadays it should. There's, you know, people talk about education. I'm sorry, but there's so we've been harping about this for so long. You know, what more education do, do people need? We need. It's got to a stage where it's just got to be outright sanctions. Outright yeah, functions. Yeah, yeah. Just, they, they've got a treat. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, the government, you know, the you know, world governments, local councils, whatever, they've got to treat racism the way they've been treating COVID. Literally. Well, inject, inject everyone. <laughs> inject, inject everyone with the anti, anti-racism. Anti-racism vaccine. Yeah, anti- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, that would, would be a, <laughs> yeah. What would be a side effect once you've had it? You have a craving for curry or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you take the vaccine and you just want more seasoning on your food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll give you the Punjabi one, and it man's just running around doing like bhangra moves all over the place. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, but no, seriously, like they need to be hitting people with fines, like some crazy fines, like you know, if you if. What was it before? If you were in somebody's house, what you know, the homeowner was getting ten grand. You know, everybody else was getting like a hundred pound or whatever. I don't know what's whatever it was. Go crazy with it. As soon if if they it's like downloading illegal stuff online, downloading illegal music or films, you they get hit with hefty fines, you know, like court cases and stuff. That's the kind of stuff everybody needs to be on it. Like and what they need to do is they need to make a few of these guys a proper like they need to make these guys a case study, make an example of one of these guys really make him famous make this guy famous and do like you know really just go to town on him give him fines take him to court whatever you know what I mean to the case where everybody there would be like okay I'm not doing that you know what I mean mm-hmm. south, south policing would be going on as well and they'll just be like oh, you shouldn't be doing that you know and then you know, then, you know what happened then because they always say it starts at home it starts at grassroots as soon as you start hitting people's pockets and parents will be start looking at the kids and saying, oh, "I hope you're not saying that. I hope you ain't doing that," because they know it's going to come back to their doorstep. Yeah, it's the main way you stop it. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I think we need to put us down in number ten, mate. We'll sort it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> you can replace the. Uh, you can replace Pretty Patel. Oh God! If there's one person that I dislike the most out of the government. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be happy to, man. Speaking of it people that, I don't really want to wrap it up. Why don't you like her because she's Indian? Oh, that, no, no way. I don't know if to do with it. Oh, I like my politicians based off what they can do. I'm not going to go into that. Like, you're not, you don't even like Rishi Rich, do you? No, uh, I'm not going to say that because I was on a call with him not so long ago. So thank you for the opportunity, Chancellor. Thank you for the opportunity, Chancellor. Have you changed your mind? So I think he's all right, you know. I actually, uh, I warmed to Richie. I think he was all right. 
I think he was just trying to be a star. I think to be fair, I kind of it's kind of one of those things where I dislike, but I kind of like what he was doing as well. He was trying to be he do he had a marketing machine behind him. Like he had like a they had posters out with his signature on it. Like he was you know what I mean? He was just like what what was that got to do with anything? But no, no, you're, no, such no. A, you're such a hater, man. You're such a hater. Hey, hey, Seriously. speaking about one thing I want to touch on before we quit, before we leave the podcast, man. One thing I want to just get your feedback on. Speaking about dodgy, um, um, dodgy influences in the government. What about your boy Dominic Cummins? <laughs> big Dom, big Dom Portuguese. Oh, you know, big I'm Dom not surprised. Snitch. Yeah, I was like, what? Are you surprised? All of this is coming out now. Are you surprised? I mean, I was a bit surprised how much of a snitch he was, though. Listen, you, no, listen. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Matt Hancock is questionable, hundred percent. Everybody's questioning Matt Hancock, but my God, this guy was gunning for him. Whoa, listen, he, go on. Listen. This is what I say about HR. Yeah, you could have all these employees that you think they're never going to do anything. Um, yeah. They've got my back. I've got their back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All it takes is one little scenario where you've either got to make a hard decision, which what which Boris had to do. And all of a sudden, it's it just becomes doggy dog. They all of that loyalty, all of that what they thought about you, whatever goes out the window, just goes out the window. Yeah. Um, and that's, what we're, that's what we're just seeing now. You know, there was a time, he, you know, if everything was honky dory, none of this would come out. True, true. Uh, yeah, and it is quite worrying to see how they were like. You know, if this is true, the way that the government worked, didn't really have the, you know, the stuff together. But like, I don't think Dominic Cummings was the one to trust anyway. Man was running around when COVID was, you know, was in its hot, in its prime, and he was running around like you know, going everywhere, Barnard Castle and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like he was always been a bit of a dodgy geezer, you know what I mean? But uh, interesting, man. It's mad. It's mad. Like to have a government like this that's just so like internally div- divided, and they're yeah. dividing probably the biggest crisis we've seen in like you know since the war. You know what they need? They, they, you know what they should have done is what Chelsea did. Halfway through, just sat them and just got 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 someone else in. Because it got to, Tommy Tommy T in. Got just Thomas T in. Get get a Tommy T in. Do you know what I mean? Change, you know, it, look, that's the manager. You know, one last thing here. One last thing here. Go People on. always question Abramovich and his methods. Yeah, we have not gone he, he, under his steward un, under his since he's taken over. We have not gone two full seasons without a trophy. You've not gone two full seasons without a trophy. Yeah. So the most we've gone is one season without a trophy. Then after that, we've always followed it up with a trophy. And that's is that, because... Is that, is that a real stat? Is that an almost stat? No, that's a real stat. Since he's been in charge, since he took over, right? Since he's took over, no more than two seasons have we been without a trophy. Had we not won the Champions League, this would have been the first time we would have gone two years without a trophy. So his madness works where, you know, if you're not performing, you're out. You know, he is, for all what you want to say, this is a guy who's pushing his managers and people who are accountable. You need to perform. If you don't perform and you dip a little bit, you're out the door. Yeah, he's purely based off just performance. I think he he's kind of, his strategy is way... People knock it because it's way different to everybody else, and people knock it because it's not the uh, fairy tale, you know, you know, organ, organ structure you want to see. You want to see like a Leicester sort of thing in it, where oh, they love the manager, all oh, the managers an underdog. He does such great things, and you know, the, people are saying, sustainable. yeah, people, people are saying, look, keep Lampard like United have kept um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and what I'd and probably what Arsenal have done with Arteta. What I'd say yeah. is. Well, we've just won the Champions League. 
Norway was Frank Lampard winning us the Champions League. Obviously, we would never, never know. Yeah, but, but come on, mate. You were one of the fans that were like, you were loving it when he just joined. You are like, oh, he's yeah, amazing. We he's come on. We were, and we gave him a free hit the first year. And then afterwards, this year, I, I even said it to you, you would have seen you would have seen I was one of those that was was all for Frank out. Yeah, you were. Anyway, you know what? Let's, let's, that's a good topic to talk about, managing expectations and, you know, how much pressure should there be people at the top? Jeremy, should we be... That's one for next time, man. That's one for next time, man, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right, cool, man. Great podcast. We went from everywhere from champ- Chelsea winning the Champions League, yuck, to uh, to uh, BAME, to racism in the workplace, to to politics. But yeah, covering it all. But uh, yeah, man, well, anything else? Anything else you want to say? Last words? We know what we are. We oh, know what we are. All right, this was episode seven, podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Please subscribe. Take it next time. Yo, shout out for listening to another episode of Pompcast. We really appreciate. Listen, go out there, subscribe to Pompcast on every audio platform you listen to it on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We've got it on all channels. So go and show us some love. Follow, subscribe, and also like, comment, and share all of our podcast-related content on all of our social media channels. You can find the links in description. Thank you. Yep, do it, do it. So until next time, keep the bump strong in a bit.